This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Tuesday, January 18th, 20. 22. Hey, little buddy. Hello. The frogginess is gone. Yes, you're alive and well. Dude, I slept. You got it. You got a bedtime life hack figured out last night. I slept seven of the greatest hours of any man's internal combustion ever, uh, engine ever. Yeah. Rev that thing up, you know? Even though it says I only got five hours because I charged my watch. Yeah. I was asleep by 9.50. Go. And I did not wake up till 4.30. Hey, there you go. That was amazing. Uh, Russell Westbrook was awake last night. Rudy Gobert was not. Um, We've got to talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Is it time to burn the Arizona Cardinals down? We'll talk about that. Uh, But first, Jake has an announcement to make. Yes. Um, So... You've all have been asking for it. Here, let me go ahead and hit stop on the Let's music. Let's go. You all have been asking for it. So here we are coming through for you guys as I unravel this, you know, thing for you guys here. So I'm more prepared. You want me to hold, um, like, half? Can you? Um, hello. I mean, uh, there, there it is. Okay. All right. Sorry. Was unraveling the shirt. All right. So you got to pull your side a little. You know. There you go. Okay. Uh, merch drop. First merch drop. You all been asking for it. We got it. We hold came it up through. in front of you. It's better on the camera to hold it up in front of you. Yeah, here. Let me get rid of my face. Give you the shirt. There you go. There okay, it can is. We see it? Can we see it? Yeah, there you go. Okay, so here's the important thing to understand. Limited availability. First merch drop. Okay? First merch drop. The first one. So a couple of things you got to understand. Can't keep doing these merch drops if you guys don't come through on your end of the bargain, okay? So the way it's going to work is... Um, to get one of these, again, very limited availability, first come, first serve, not holding shirts for people, you gotta get in early. Uh, you're gonna DM at the Monty Show on Twitter. We need uh, address, we need full basic name, basic information, basic, yeah. information, basic information, so we can send it to you, and then, uh, and then size. We can work out size and all that. Yeah. So basically, how this is gonna work is we're not like professional merchandise sellers, so. Essentially, everybody's asked us for shirts is what the number one thing was people wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great way for you to support the show. Um, the shirts are going to be 25 bucks. Um, we don't make very much on that at all. Um, it's simply a way to, you know, obviously to brand the show, build relationships. Um, but if we sell out of these shirts and we have about 30 of them, 20 of them, 20 of them. 20 of them. 20 of them. We have 20 of these shirts. If we sell out of them, we'll do more. Um, people have asked us to, to, you know, really create things. People talked about, we talked about trucker hats and blender bottles, and everybody wanted a T-shirt. I so want it. that's why we did a T-shirt. But in order for this to continue, we need you guys to, you know, to support and buy those shirts. Um, so it's first come, first serve. Um, sizes sell quickly, so just send me a DM on Twitter uh, or Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Um, yeah, and let's knock these shirts out. Um, the design, by the way, is a professional artist. You can hold yeah. that up again. Okay. Um, a professional cartoon artist did this for us, um, and it's it's pretty cool. It's 
It's awkward to see yourself as a cartoon. I can tell you that. Um, is it? It is awkward to see yourself as a cartoon. So there you go. Uh, hit me on the uh, on the old DMs, and uh, we'll hook you up. Uh, what are we'll some of the first comments saying? Uh, Brylark. There you go. Good timing, sir. He's the one who's been asking the most. Uh, finally, we get some merch better late than never, I guess. LOL. Um, it's about time. Well, and you, okay. So here's another conversation. We do not filter our comments. I got, I got essentially drilled on, uh, YouTube the other day because I, I delete comments. We never delete comments. <laughs> if you curse on YouTube, they're going to delete your comment. So Riley basically, Riley basically said it's about MFing time. Well, Hey, I'm just telling you guys get in his DMS. Like yeah. uh, there's not, there's not a hundred of them right now. Um, yeah. James Knight says morning guys. Love the merch. Way to go. Thanks. Appreciate Thank that. You. Thank you. Uh, you love it so much. You should DM me and we'll, uh, hook you up with, uh, we're going <coughs> to, by the way, you will need Venmo. <coughs> hey, it only took me like three minutes to cough. Uh, you will need Venmo for this. That's how we are. Uh, that's how we are. That's the best business transaction that we could come up with. Yeah. So you will need Venmo for this. But um, let's talk jazz basketball. We're going to get to the Cardinals. I see everybody talking Cardinals. Yep. Um, Football will definitely be spent a lot of time today, but we need to talk jazz real quick. Yeah. There. I don't know what happened to this team, but. This is unraveling very quickly. If you are the Utah Jazz, and if you're a Utah Jazz fan, I'd be worried. Because this last night in L.A., I think, was easily the worst performance of the year by this basketball team. And I don't even know that it was close. And, Jake, when I when I look at some of the numbers on this game, mm -hmm. um, I look at the fact that you shot 26% from three, 12 of 46, 36% mm -hmm. uh, on the hole from the floor. Um, you're never going to win like that if you're the Utah Jazz. The things that concern me so much about this performance was that Donovan Mitchell, 0 of 8 from three. Yeah. And they, they looked awful in the second half. You got beat badly when the Lakers went with LeBron James at center. Mm -hmm. So when the Lakers went small ball, the Jazz had no answer for that. And I continue to see this narrative of bad coaching decisions and adjustments by Quinn Snyder. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that there's a fix, Jake. And frankly, I think you're looking at, at the end times for, for the current construction of this team. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it only makes sense, number one. I mean, where this team is at, they have championship aspirations, and they're just simply not that team. And I think... You know, everyone, you know, uh, the first game Rudy came back, everyone was like, oh, my God, you know, Rudy's the MVP, you know, without him, we're nothing like Don just wants to leave. I saw that all over Twitter. And, and, and I think, you know, the, the reaction to Rudy coming back was obviously positive. But then I look at this Laker game and, and I look at his performance and it's like, hey, man. The Lakers really were not consistently playing a big. You know, they weren't consistently playing somebody that could legitimately defend Rudy. And and I look at his totals and it's like, all right, yeah, you had 19 and 16, which is a great game by most people's standards, but we all know, you guys even know, Rudy's capable of like 25 and and you know, we've seen him do 25 and 20 before. So last night I was expecting one of those kind of performances being that you're playing a team that runs a ton of small ball. And that just didn't quite happen. He had a nice game, but not quite as good as I thought it would be. 
But I think the the more concerning thing is, yeah, the the three-point shooting percentage is obviously why they lost the game. I mean, shooting 26% from three is not good enough. And I think that a lot of people are underselling what the Lakers are capable of. Uh, I'm somebody who says that they just need to prove that they can do it consistently because we see it in flashes like this. Hey, you you know, you held the best offense in the NBA to 95 points. That's a hell of a, a accomplishment uh, if you're an NBA team. But then they will roll out against a terrible team and get their doors blown off. So are the Lakers better than the Jazz? I'm not ready to say that quite yet. But I do think that the Jazz are are suffering right now. They are trying to find an identity on this team. And I think that's really, after having put some thought into their current situation, that's really what I think the issue is. This team does not have identity about it. It just has you know, a bunch of guys who can shoot the three ball, and that's basically what they live and die on. And that's not good enough in the NBA anymore. You have to have have the ability to score at all three levels with multiple guys, which which the Lakers have yes. and all the best teams have. And the Jazz do not have that. Only, you know, Don can reliably get to the basket. We all know that. But even Bogey can't reliably get to the basket. Sure, they post him up sometimes, but he's not somebody you're like, hey, here's the ball, go get me one. You know, that's not what Boyan Bogdanovich does. You know, so then you start looking up and down the roster, and you're like, well, damn, who else can go and get theirs? The only other guy on this roster that I can reliably say can get his would be Jordan Clarkson. I see Eric Paschal from time to time getting to the basket, but he's more of a role player, you know? Of the mainstay guys, it's really Don and Jordan Clarkson who can get their own. So that's what I see, this combination of you're living and dying by the three, and you're unable to get to the basket. And then, you know, we've obviously talked about the defensive issues, so... That's why this team is struggling, and I do agree with you. We are seeing, you know, that this could be end times for the current construction of this roster, and I wouldn't be surprised if a major name on this on this roster got moved because they are not playing good basketball. Well, and this goes back to a couple of things I've talked about for what I feel like is more than a month. This team needs Boyan Bogdanovich to score 20 points. If Boyan does not score 20 points, they don't win. He had five last night, just I, so I, we're clear. Yeah, I mean, I think he is he is becoming more and more and more of a critical player. And when we talk about Rudy Gobert, the thing that really stands out to me is he's getting beaten more and more and more defensively. And that's not his fault. It is because the perimeter defense on this team is really awful. The Russell Westbrook dunk last night was a product of no-help defense. Everybody watched him go by, and all of a sudden, he's at the rim before Rudy can even react. Yeah. And to me, that's not on Rudy. Now, the interior defense, that's becoming a problem even more and more and more because Rudy's having to cover three different guys. And you're just asking Rudy Gobert to do too much. Now, whose fault is that? Is that Donovan Mitchell's fault? I think partially. Um, is that the fact that you've made no roster changes in the last essentially three years of significance? Yeah, I think that's what it is. And as we get closer and closer and closer to the NBA trade deadline, the picture's becoming clearer. This is not a championship contending Utah Jazz team. And what I think is so interesting is the numbers say that this Jazz offensive component, the Jazz on offense, are the best team in the NBA. Yeah, I'm telling you they're not. This is a gimmick. This is a team that relies on the three ball going in. And I'll go back to what I said about Quinn Snyder. I do believe this team needs a coaching change. And I say that because I don't understand 
why Jordan Clarkson was in the game for such a prolonged period of time in the second half when he very clearly could not hit water from a boat. Mm -hmm. And yet you just kept going and going. And I don't understand where team ball has gone for this Utah Jazz team because how many games in a row are we going to watch these guys play one-on-one -on -one basketball? Yeah. There is no ball movement. There is no driving kick. There is no rotation. And it's becoming the regular now for this Utah Jazz team. I point that right at Quinn Snyder. And the coup de grace here is, last night, in my opinion, was the worst loss of the season for this team because we didn't see team ball, we didn't see adjustments, and we didn't see want to. Worse than the piston loss. Much worse than the piston loss because the adjustments that this team made in the offseason – were exposed as is not good enough. Mm -hmm. When LeBron James went to the five and and this team, the Lakers, who have been terrible and have been an awful defensive team. Yeah. When this team put LeBron James at the five, they got better. They got not a little better. They were exponentially better. They were far more effective defensively the Lakers were with LeBron at the five yeah. than they had been. And he dominated them at the five, they had no rotation defensively. It was an, an ugly situation. It was the worst loss of the season. And you're watching guys like Rudy Gobert get exposed on a nightly basis. Yeah. The way he got exposed in the playoffs. You're asking him to do too much. And it brings up this ugly, uncomfortable conversation of who's more important. Rudy Gobert versus Donovan Mitchell because and I don't know where the media is I don't know why nobody has had a sit down or a one-on-one -on -one, an extended conversation with Donovan Mitchell about these rumors nobody has put these rumors to bed that Donovan Mitchell wants to leave the Utah Jazz mm -hmm. and frankly I don't really understand it because you're with these guys on a regular basis even in COVID times yeah. when everything is on Zoom or on remote there's no reason not to ask Donovan Mitchell not to put these rumors to bed. And nobody is doing that. And my feeling is, is that Donovan Mitchell probably does want to leave. I think Donovan Mitchell is dismayed with the, the direction of this club. I think he is figuring out that if you're not winning at the very highest level, with the Utah Jazz, you are irrelevant in this league. Yes. And that is a harsh truth, Jake, that yes. I think a lot of Jazz fans and a lot of players on this team don't want to acknowledge. Well, it's hard, it's, it's hard to say. It hurts, right? Yes, I mean, it does. It, it's very difficult to 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 accept that reality. But I think what, you know, your best point there, you know, is that is that, you know, the Lakers have a coach in Frank Vogel who's making adjustments and saying, "Okay, what we're doing here in this first quarter wasn't working." So we're going to move LeBron here yes. and we're going to take advantage of this. And I think, you know, Quinn on some level is not able to make those kind of adjustments the way Frank Vogel or a lot of other, you know, NBA head coaches are because of the roster. But at the same time, your point about Jordan Clarkson is well taken. You know, what was that last night? Why, why you know, we've had this conversation before, I know, but like, why are, why are the young guys not getting more of an opportunity? Why is a guy like... Eric Pascal getting four minutes last night. How does that happen, dude? Like, that's what that's what I want to understand. And so, you know, I just think that 
like I said at the beginning of this, I just think that when you look at the Utah Jazz, they don't have identity. They don't have like, okay, this is how we play the game because this is what wins us the game. And that starts with the head coach. And I think your point about ball movement is a perfect example. This team cannot win playing one-on-one basketball. You want to look at the Brooklyn Nets. You want to look at the Lakers. You want to look at you know the Warriors. They can win in when they need to playing one-on-one basketball. They have guys who are good enough on their team to go and get their own, and it doesn't matter who's guarding them. With all due respect to Donovan Mitchell. The hard thing for me here is their inability to leverage Rudy offensively. And this, again, I think goes back to this Donovan Mitchell, um, Rudy Gobert relationship Mm -hmm. thing, whatever this is. And this goes back to, you know, Rudy molesting microphones at the beginning of COVID and, Mm -hmm. you know, supposedly, allegedly having a falling out with Donovan over spreading COVID to the team. Here's the thing. And here's the shocking trend that should stand out to you. Why can this Utah Jazz team? Uh, While they're on offense, why can this Utah Jazz team not punish small ball lineups? Well, it's because they can't feed the post. It's because they they choose. Hear my word very clearly on that. This Utah Jazz team chooses not to feed the post because they don't believe in giving the ball to Rudy offensively because, again, not trying to be a cock slam about this, but it's the truth. (laughs) He can't dribble. He is not a quality finisher unless he dunks it. Mm-hmm. And Craig Bowler Jack and, you know, it, Big T and Holly can go on about how, oh, Rudy Gobert is 73%. Oh, he is the best offensive player rating in the history of the. Yes! What does it all mean? Lost because it. he, yeah, it, it, pretty much because he cannot dribble the ball. Mm-hmm. He is an awkward finisher. If Rudy Gobert's not dunking, all of these statistics are meaningless. What do you say to the person who counters that by saying, well, what, it, what, what do you say about Rudy in the Olympics and how France used him? Because a lot of people were like, oh, my God, Rudy's dominating. This is Where is this on the jazz? What I say about Rudy Gobert in the Olympics <clears throat> is the same thing I've said since that happened. Where was Rudy Gobert in the clutch moments? Mm-hmm. He was not in the game because he wasn't making his free throws and the North American style of basketball, because in the U S in the NBA, the NBA style of basketball is very different than what you see across Europe, South America. It is very different. Yeah. It is fast. It is physical. It is shoot threes and dunk. That's what, that's what the game is on the break. The North American style of basketball is not half court execution. And Rudy Gobert, frankly, has never been forced to become an offensive player. Mm -hmm. He has never been forced to become a a refined offensive player. And the thing last night that should really stand out to you is, on a night where the Jazz shoot 26% from three, Rudy Gobert should have a career night rebounds and scoring. Mm -hmm. This should be a 35-25 game. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. And why is that? Because the L.A. Lakers dominated the offensive glass in the second half. Which is even more telling. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, we can sit here it's and go endless. on and on. It's endless. But to come back to my point, and the reason that this matters is, why are the Jazz not able to punish small ball lineups when the Jazz are on offense? Because they don't want to give the ball to Rudy Gobert. This is a team that wants to dribble, play one-on-one basketball, and shoot threes. And that's not going to win you a championship. I will again revert to what we saw the last two championships. Yeah. Go to the bubble. 
How did the Lakers win the, win, win the championship? With role players, Cantavius Caldwell-Pope essentially shot them to a championship. And yes, they had Anthony Davis hitting a big three to win a game. Totally get that. How did the Milwaukee Bucks win a championship? Not with three-point shooting. No. With an unbelievable performance at the rim out of Giannis Antetokounmpo, who absolutely dominated in the half court. With guys like Tucker, with guys like Drew Holiday hitting critical mid-range. Yeah. You have to play half-court basketball in the playoffs. And the Jazz cannot do that. That's not their strength. And I'm telling you right now, this, again, is you're not a championship team. Rudy Gobert is not a championship player. And if they win a championship with him, he will have to grow his offensive game exponentially. Yeah. You, you just There's no way to get around the fact that his teammates don't want to give him the ball. The reason that Rudy and, and Don are, are awkward is because Don doesn't trust Rudy on offense. He does not trust to, to give him the ball. Yeah. And by the way, to answer the question of the morning, who's more important to the Jazz, Rudy or, or Donovan? I'm telling you right now, it's Donovan Mitchell. If that cat leaves the Jazz, you, you better just tear this shit down because well, you don't him, have a choice. him going 0 of 8 yeah. is why they lost this game. Yeah. Quinn Snyder trusting Jordan Clarkson to just keep on hocking bricks is why they lost this game. That performance last night out of Rudy Gobert was not even a bad performance. But a good performance from Rudy Gobert does not win you games. And not to keep rambling or, or ranting about this, but fuck, I'll say it again. He can be had defensively. Being an elite defensive player at the rim in this league is not nearly as valuable as being an elite offensive player at the rim in this league. Rudy Gobert is a fabulous defensive player. Fabulous. Great rebounder. Fabulous rebounder. It's meaningless at the end of the day because he can't win you a championship. Yeah. Because most guys don't want to give him the ball. Mm -hmm. Okay, I feel better. Good. All right, what are the comments got? Okay. Hi. All right. All right, where do we begin? Um, wow, a lot of you commenting this morning. Appreciate that. Um, Andy, you says, would you rather play Phoenix or golden state in round two? I'd rather play right now. I don't want to play either one of them because I, the, the, the performance that we're watching out of Devin Booker right now, I mean, he is, he is turning into one of the elite offensive players in this league. Mm -hmm. And he put up 48 last night. The guy just <coughs> listen since that, <laughs> Hey man, let me, let me slurp it up. <laughs> All the dripping and trimming. If you felt these balls. <laughs> Since that mascot incident in Toronto, he's been unstoppable. Yeah. And why? Because he embraced it. He's had fun with it. It's, yeah. his, it's his avatar, right? Like Devin Booker. And he's everything I said he was. Yeah. Um, the guy is, do you see the mid-range that he's, everybody's talking about how well he's shooting the three right now. Mm -hmm. Do you see the mid range game that Devin Booker's developed with Chris Paul on his team? Yeah. Chris Paul has taught Devin Booker how to play the mid range. It, it's, it's incredible to watch Devin Booker's development in the mid range. I don't want to play them. And here's the problem with the golden state warriors right now. They don't have Draymond green and now they're playing faster yeah. than they were with Draymond green. Mm-hmm. And he's not there to play point forward. And Clay's just getting warmed up. And he hasn't even played his best basketball yet. Yeah. Clay's not close to who he was. So, <coughs> excuse me. I The answer is neither. If I had to take one or the other right now today, give me Golden State because yeah. Dre's hurt. There's more ways to beat Golden State than there are Phoenix right I don't. Now. I don't want to play the Phoenix Suns yeah. in, in any way, shape, or form. 
Uh, Andy also says, I blame the L.A. loss on back-to-back. No. Okay. We're not doing that. Everybody's we're on back-to-back. We're not doing that, dude. And you didn't get beat last night because you were tired. That's not what happened. So should we blame the, the, the Denver win on them being on a back-to-back? No. Oh, we don't want to do that, no. though, because that's not convenient. They w- it doesn't matter that you're on a back-to-back. You are a better team than the Lakers. Well, unless they have a bunch of guys who play on the perimeter well. Did you see the stretch in the second quarter, I think it was, where Talon Horton Tucker just Lighten took over? Just took over. And the thing that should scare you is, I'll go back to the Miles Turner incident with the Pacers. Yeah, with Rudy. Who's scared of Rudy Gobert in this league? Nobody. Nobody. Russell Westbrook is arguably one of the worst offensive players in the league. Right. And he just threw down all over you. Yeah. You want to talk about body? I mean, catching, this the catching a catching a body. Uh, that was one of the worst facials I've ever seen. I, like he threw down. Yeah. And happily took the technical foul. I'm a man. Like, that was unbelievable. Yeah, dude. It was. It's everything you want. I mean, come on. Right. I mean, it, does it justify all the you know? elbow shoot the ball off the top of the backboard shots probably not no but that was a hell of a dunk you know i mean that's what you expect out of russ greg hawkins says howdy all gentlemen uh nice gains monty and jake yeah how about us putting up 105 pound dumbbells you know, i just i just roll into the gym i uh, do my thing and i leave yesterday at the gym was crazy because and we, we should probably save this but we have not been lifting consistently well Jake we has not been, been listening so consistently. So you keep saying this. We have we'll been t- lifting consistently. We'll save it. We'll, 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 Do you even lift? We'll espouse about our gains later, Hawk. Nice to see you. Um, Andy says 26% on 42 three-pointers. Yeah. That's why you lost. Yeah, but he's saying that this is, this is the guy who said they lost because they were tired, and he's saying that they didn't shoot well because they're tired. And that's just not true. No, they they it's it's just that's just not how it works in the NBA. When dude. you live by the three, you die by the three. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. like I just it's not you cannot have it both ways. I, I'm so glad you brought up the Denver game. You can't say, oh, well, that was a great win on the road against Denver, and man, what a win for this team. Oh, well, when they lose, it's because they were on the back to back. On that like, dunk, you got to you have to understand he went by Royce, Bogey, and then dunked on Rudy Gobert off of a pick and roll with LeBron James. Like how is How, how does that happen? What? This like, team Are you kidding me? Bro, this team is this team is soft. They've been soft. And we've seen it before. We saw it last night. Like like that's yeah. why I say, like, we can go at this a thousand different ways. You know, and and they we, are we, incredibly soft. Yeah, like you know, we can go at it a thousand different ways. We can. We I can, don't l- listen. I don't want to get in a street fight with the Lakers because I I think LeBron James. Okay, he's not the toughest guy. Okay, I don't want to throw hands with Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard. What do you bench? <clears throat> yeah, I want nothing to do with Dwight Howard in a fight. I mean, I look at that team and they that's a that's a tough physical team. And I'll drop that motherfucker. I mean, you can say what you want about LeBron James. Meet LeBron at the rim, and nine times out of ten, you're going to lose. I'm going to get medieval on I mean, your ass. It, it, it is what it is, man. Uh, Marilyn Newman says Don needs to stop shooting so much and start passing. To who? Quinn Snyder. Well, that's interesting. But Quinn Snyder has lost control of this team. They are playing one-on-one basketball. There is no team ball. There are no sets. There are no rotations. There are no... There's not when and admittedly when Don's off the floor, I agree that 
Like when it's Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert, Mike is one of the only guys that's willing to actively involve Rudy Gobert in the offense and, and consistently run plays to set Rudy up to dunk. Mike Conley's one of the only guys willing to do that. Jordan Clarkson's a black hole. And again, I, I not to say I told you so, I would trade Jordan Clarkson. We had a riot on this show two weeks ago when I said that. And, oh, yeah, you can trade the sixth man of the year. Twitter's been going yeah. crazy. You can trade the sixth oh! man of the year. Well, but it's true. You can trade the sixth yeah. man of the year. Yeah. Yes, you can. James Knight says, why is LeBron allowed to constantly or consistently push through screens? Not to mention a lot of superstar officiating. Again. That's the excuses. NBA. Excuses. That's the NBA. I think last night's loss was because of back-to-back and three a three-hour plane ride. Come on. It's the NBA, man. Everybody deals with that. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if Don is putting those rumors out there to get the front office to make some changes a little faster. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't I, – I, again, will stick and stay with I don't think they're going to make significant changes at the deadline. It's possible. This I don't kind think of play so. encourages significant changes. I think it I'll encourages significant changes in the summer. Wow. Because I think if you're a Jazz fan and you want to win championships, A, you better realize that's not going to happen now. And B, I think you should hope that you rip this thing to the ground. You should hope that Danny Ainge is here to do one thing, and that's completely remake this roster. Yeah. It, 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 I, I, I think you have to look <clears throat> at it that way. Yeah. Um, Greg Hawkins says, as jazz fans, we're used to disappointed maybe next year. Might as well be our permanent mantra. We are the Cincinnati Bengals of the NBA. That's every day. Yeah, the difference is, is they actually win playoff games. Um, Frank H. says the defense gets worse every year for Utah. Yep. James Knight says, I saw something last night that was very concerning. It was a jazz inability to match teams when they get physical. (coughs) That's very true. I think the jet, and it's because... And I think it's what Andy, you was saying, or somebody was saying that they are soft and they yeah. are soft. I mean, the, the, it, it, I will give him credit. And he was DMing me about it last night. The night guys have been exactly right. I mean, the, listen, the jazz are not, the jazz are not that, that team. The jazz are not that team. You're they, not that guy, pal. They're, they're really not. They're not that team that is, that is going to, you know, throw hands and fight and be physical and yeah they're not that team no and the jazz are a pretty basketball team when it's going well but man it's really ugly when it's not yeah edgar garcia says they've got too comfortable <coughs> i'm telling you man this these little coughs are killing <coughs> me they've gotten too comfortable with quinn they need a new coach to come in and blow it up and make changes especially lay down the wall and help this team find themselves yeah yeah uh, James Knight says, by the way, Monty, I concur with you about the jazz broadcast. Holly is seriously cringeworthy. Yes. It's too homerish for me. Like they continue to run these stats out about Rudy Gobert being elite or, you know, they, they, everything is the other team's fault or the ref's fault. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the, you just, yeah. Anyway, um, like talking last night, I, talking about how it, the technical foul on Russ was egregious. It's arguably the dunk of the year yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. I, if I'm Frank Vogel, I'm not even upset he got a T. I'm for real. I'm not even upset about it. it. It's this Laker team needed a moment. That could be their moment. Yes. That was incredible. Well, last night, I, I, so 
from that standpoint of this game, I mean, I think last night has potential. We'll see what the Lakers do with it, right? I mean, again, I'm, I'm the guy, and I'll keep saying it until they do it for like 10, 15 games in a row, but I'm the guy saying that this Laker team needs to prove they can be consistent because they'll do what they did last night, you know, one out of every five or six games. But then the rest of those five or six games is terrible shooting, not moving the ball, you know, just not playing well. So, you know, we'll see what they do. But I think, yeah, last night's game against the Jazz has potential to be that game for a team that, that can really kind of launch them to another level as a, as a unit. And I think that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, NBA stats says the Jazz were minus 22 in the small ball lineup. Against LeBron at center and the Lakers small ball lineup, the Jazz were minus 22 against that lineup, according to NBA stats. Sorry, folks, that's what it is. Ma minus, that's not being tired. You were minus 22 with LeBron at center. Pack your shit. Let's go. That's unbelievable. <laughs> just and go home. Like <laughs> I just continue to to say again, uh, where is where is where's the offense? You're the best offensive team in the NBA. Where are the sets? Where's the rotation? Where's the driving kick? Is it not a glaring thing that they never run sets? Yeah, I, I mean you don't play to your strength with his, which is three point shooting, and three point shooting is the best of you and the worst of you. And again, I, I don't understand what Quinn Snyder's trying to do with. I was he trying to prove a point with Jordan Clarkson last night? I mean, I, I don't know, dude. I it, it you cannot, I don't get that. You at can't all. try to you know justify dumb decisions. And and I think last night that was just not. It was just not good basketball. That's the best way I can say it. They did not play winning basketball last night, and the Lakers did. Just reading the box, Jordan Clarkson two of thirteen from the floor, zero of six from three, five fouls again. Like, did you notice when he doesn't when he doesn't shoot while well, he's in foul trouble? Yeah, that, well, that's his team though. That's his team. Boyan Bogdanovich, my twenty point guy. Yeah, one of nine from the floor, zero of four from three, five point six times two turnovers. Makes me want to puke. And of course, the egregious one is is Donovan Mitchell six of nineteen, zero of eight from three, thirteen points, seven dimes, eight boards. How many turnovers did he? I hate looking at box scores on phones. Four turnovers. Yeah, I mean. What I, I else don't is there even, to I, say? I, I don't even know what to – but, the, you know, when, like, Kevin says just throw this loss out. I don't. Can you just throw a loss out like that? You don't throw losses out against teams like the Lakers. You want to throw the Pistons loss out? Okay, okay. cool. Yeah. You know, you want to throw out losing to Minnesota back-to-back? -back? Okay, cool, you were tired, and they've got track stars on their team. If you want to tell yourself some story about why you're losing these games – Cool. Go go ahead and, and be my guest, but yeah. I'm not going to do that. And I, and I'm not trying to be cold-blooded or be, you know, a hard ass about it, but but we're way past. You know, dude, we've been covering this team for what? I mean, this iteration of the Utah Jazz for what I mean, what three, has it been? Years 3 now? 4 years now? Yeah, like 3 4 seasons. I mean, the the bubble version of this team, the way they were playing basketball was so much better. Dude, you're talking about a team that went, what did they go, seven games or six games with that the Jamal Murray Nuggets? Like, they yeah. would lose to that Jamal Murray Nuggets team now. And that's the thing. They've taken a step back, and that's what's concerning. I, I look at, hey, you just lost to the Lakers at their place in a game that you should have won. Surprisingly, you were in control of this game at the half. You could have at like, the half. You felt like the Jazz were going to win this game. Surprisingly, as much as I am, as much as I do not like the local Jazz media, 
Tony Jones is the only guy that I really respect who covers the Jazz. Everybody else can go do whatever, right? But last night, what do we get out of the local Jazz media? I thought it was really surprising. Hey, this is a game that this team should have won. Hey, this is the worst loss of the season. So it's funny now what happens when the local media starts changing the narrative. It's not just yeah. us saying it, and if you pay attention, you will see everybody else is starting to come around, which tells you that, it, that you know, hey, this is becoming a bigger and bigger narrative. And earlier in the show, for those of you who are just tuning in, we asked the question, why is no one asking Donovan Mitchell about these rumors about him leaving? Why is it not being brought up? Why is it being put on the back burner? Because I don't think anybody wants to have the tough conversation right now about the fact that this team can't win anything. That's just what it is right now. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. Mr. Mitch um, says credit where credit is due. You guys have been nails on the jazz and Monty, your take on Mike Conley being their best offensive player. It was never more obvious than last night. Yeah. Mike actually played well. Yeah. I do think he's been their most consistent offensive player. And I do think he's having one of his best years offensively. And it's great that he's not injured. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And I, I know we're only at the halfway point and you know, we still got a lot of season left to play. But it's been great that he has not been injured. They just, unfortunately, are not putting it together. That's the frustrating part. And I, I don't want this to be a thing where we were right, oh, the Jazz are terrible. <clears throat> Listen, we've got half the season to go. We're two games past the halfway mark. But you can just see how this is going to play out. All right, let me get some more comments in here because we do got to get to the NBA. Uh, the Jordan NFL. McDonald says, or the NFL, excuse me. Uh, Jordan McDonald says, I'm ready to blow up the entire team. Don and Rudy included. Team is way too soft. Quinn can go too. Daryl says, is Ainge meant to blow it up? I think Ainge yes. isn't. I think he is meant to blow it yes. up. I'd agree. Uh, Andy Yu says, uh, we got out hustled by Stanley Johnson last night. But, but so I think that's a great point, though. We see this. The out hustling thing, I think it's a great point because you see it all the time. You see it almost on a nightly basis with this team. It just doesn't get talked about because they win the game. Nobody talks about, hey, Cade Cunningham torched you. Hey, you know, uh, Darius Garland absolutely torched you. My guy you. in Minnesota. Anthony, Anthony Edwards, Edwards. Torched you, right? You have all of these younger guys like, you know, and I know Stanley Johnson isn't a younger guy, but you have a lot of younger guys, a lot of role players who come out and outwork the Jazz, and you see it a lot, man. Now, Greg Hawkins. <sighs> Greg. Please do not attack Greg Hawkins for this following statement and when i woke up this morning i was feeling pretty dangerous i'll read his previous comment first okay we changed the coach before we changed the owner we totally revamped our lineup among endless other changes still nothing it's disappointing but that's the jazz okay everybody okay if that was fine <clears throat> that was fine okay please okay. put your hands at 10 and 2 <clears throat> i should i even should i, I <clears throat> greg i'm trying to protect you but i We were better with – I can't say it. We were better with Andre Kirilenko. Yeah! <laughs> and this second name – oh, man. I. We were better with Andre Kirilenko and Carlos Boozer. <coughs> Out the Mobamba. <laughs> <coughs> 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 Maybe it's a Dayquil, because I thought he wrote Carlos Boozer. He's a bum. Greg, I mean, there's only so much I can do to protect you, sir. You know. Uh, Jordan McDonald. <laughs> he said Andre Kirilenko. Um, 
Wow, I, the comment dump here is amazing. <laughs> Um, his standards don't matter. Yeah, uh, well, you know, Jordan McDonald says I like Don, but his floor game sucks. <coughs> Jeremy Bolton says, "Good morning." Anyone else done with the Jazz? Just me. Good times. <coughs> um, okay. By the way, don't forget to get our new our our new T-shirt that we dropped today. Yeah, merch drop for all of you. Let's run through it again. Here. Go ahead, go ahead. Tell them the rules again. Here's the shirt. Jake will hold it up. Uh, limited edition, the Monty Show T-shirt. You have to DM me on Twitter or Instagram. This is a Venmo only. We've only got 20 of these shirts, first come, first serve. Um, everybody's been asking us for merch and T-shirts and stuff. We did it. If you would like, they are $25. Um, it's not a profitable venture for us, but, you know, hey, it's great branding and you guys wanted shirts. There you go. Um, hit me on uh, Twitter or Instagram. Twitter DM. The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Um, and let's, uh, yeah, let's roll. And if, you know, if these shirts sell well, we'll do new designs. And, you know, a lot of people asked us for things like blender bottles was a big thing that people asked us for. And this is kind of a test run for us. We're dipping our toe in the water with the shirts. So if these do well. If you guys shoot a high percentage from three, we'll roll out some more opportunities. You these know? are jazz fans. Let's not say that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> James Knight says teams are figuring out how to play Donovan by blitzing him in the high pick and roll and getting out of his, his hand or he turns it over. That's true. Yeah. I still don't understand why Quinn doesn't force feed Gobert to work on offensive moves and blow out wins, Brylark says. Greg Hawkins says Monty just spitting truth right now. <laughs> Being a jazz fan sucks, Tanner says. <coughs> You know, Tyler Hopkins, good morning to you. He says, the way I see it, Donovan Mitchell would do well in another market. There are tons of teams out there that would love to have Don. Hold on. I agree so with wait, that. I, is Tyler Hopkins new to the show? I haven't heard that name. I think Ty, there's a lot of new new viewers today, so we appreciate that. New videos. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, please give us a thumbs up if you're here watching this please right subscribe. now. subscribe. It really helps the channel grow. Hit subscribe. Uh, by the way, we are going to have another big giveaway contest coming. What's up, motherfuckers? Yeah, we don't play around <laughs> on this show. Now, I will say, I will say we'd like to give away a PS5. To give one away, we have to have one. Now, we gave one away probably Months ago. in the summer Yeah. to, I can't remember her name in the Philippines. Um, we've given away X. By the way, we saw our guy Cody Strickland. Yes. On, what was that, Sunday? Yep, Sunday. We saw him at Sundays at, at Wingers and mm -hmm. hooked him up, and you saw the picture on social. So we do have another giveaway coming. We just have to procure. By the, the way, item. all the affiliate links as well. I mean, yeah. we have a whole laundry list of things in the description. Yeah, and thank you, Karen. Karen, I don't know if that's your real name, but Karen uh, it said we appreciate the show. You know, buying a T-shirt. You can support the show in a number of ways. Um, you know, like we have affiliate links in the description below. If you're listening on podcast, absolutely, the affiliate links are in the description of the podcast every day. Uh, we appreciate you guys supporting the show. Tanner says, uh, Jordan McDonald, uh, move the team to Las Vegas. Tanner says, McDonald, don't tell the jazz fans. Man, Las Vegas would be a lit jazz town. Yeah. Don't move the team out of Salt Lake City. Mr. E says, uh, it got to a point that I would rather start with a new coach like Sam Cassell. Why does everybody want the jazz to um, hire Sam Cassell? I don't know, dude. That's not the first time I've heard like, that. Come on. Snyder is not a coach we need, and this season is over anyway. Oh, come on. Relax, relax. Is Quinn? Now that's just not yeah. the way to go. Here, Tanner Karen. says, "Is Quinn officially on the hot seat?" I can't imagine he's not. I mean, I just can't imagine I he's think, not on the hot seat. I think everybody, from Danny Ainge down, anybody below, anybody not named Danny Ainge who's below Danny Ainge is on the hot seat. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Um, Jordan McDonald says Booker has a more diverse offensive skill set. 
post up in mid-range and can finish with his left. He also plays defense. Don doesn't. Wet like I'm booked. Andy, you says uh, Monty Bogey, Ingles, Clarkson are not good defensively. If we trade one, I choose Ingles. I think you're going to wind up revamping the lineup altogether. I mean, not, none of those guys are – Joe Ingles is done. Yeah. Like, I, I have a lot of respect for who Joe is and what he means to the club, but Joe is done. Yeah. Um, I look at Boyan Bogdanovich. He is a valuable guy, but he can't give you 20 points a night. And on this team, for them to win consistently, Boyan Bogdanovich has to be a 20-point-a-night guy. And he's oftentimes the fourth option on the floor. Yeah. And I, which I don't personally understand. Yeah. And it's because you don't run offensive sets and he's not a domineering personality. Yeah. So Bogey's not going to demand the basketball. You know, like Don goes and gets the ball. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson gets, <coughs> gets the ball and shoots. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care what you think. Yeah. That's not who Boyan is. Uh, Bogey and Clarkson are way too valuable offensively. Okay. Uh, Andy, you says Cody Martin should be a target. He's shooting 40% from three and averages a steal and a half a game. Well, he's a he's great defensive he's player. Athletic. Great he's athletic. defensive player. Yes. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says trying to watch the Jazz or trying to watch the Lakers is like watching James Harden and Chris Paul on the Rockets. It's unwatchable. They lead the league in being the whiniest bitches. Wow, you're as a oh. Jazz fan, you're a little unqualified to to say that. Uh, Jordan McDonald says Lakers still suck, by the way. They just played a bad team last night. <laughs> wow. That is being a Jazz fan. I I don't disagree with that. The Lakers are not good. The okay. Lakers are not okay. good. Okay. <laughs> Cody Martin is only also only making $1.5 per year. <coughs> but good luck getting him, by the way. Uh, Brylark says, I wanted no part of trading Clarkson before last week, but now he's the only guy that is going to give me a ton of value to make the roster better. I, I, I think Boyan Bogdanovich has significant yeah. value. You got to trade Joe Ingles. I mean, he's got, he's got an expiring contract that can bring you some salary in return. Yeah. You, what you need to do, you need to, to, to be unemotional about these guys trade, you know, buckets O'Neal. You got to trade Boyan. You got to uh, – nobody on this roster outside of Donovan Mitchell should be untouchable. Y'all feel me? That's what I'm saying. Westbrook with the offensive foul of the year, that was not an offensive foul. No. That was you know not. why it wasn't an offensive foul? Because he's in the restricted area. That's why. That's – you know. Jordan McDonald says, minus 22. Thank you, Jordan Clarkson. Exactly. Braden Christensen, what's up, my man? Horrible loss. I know it was back-to-back, -back, but no excuses if you're supposed to be a championship team. That's what I'm saying. Isaiah Thomas on NBA TV said the following about the Jazz. Their window for a championship is closing quickly. Eric Devera, it was a bad shooting night, but Laker-wise jumping them in the arc. As good as Quinn is, maybe it's time that he goes. Uh, for That goes for Jingles, too. The Jazz need Westbrook, LOL. Stop it, Coach Lovren. Um, Eric Tavares says, I love Jordan Clarkson since I'm Filipino, but understand his role is to score quick buckets. If his shots are not dropping, I don't get Quinn on prolonging him on the floor. Agreed. Totally agree. Agreed. Agreed. Totally agree. All right, make sure you give us a thumbs up and a like. Appreciate you guys being here. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. It really helps us grow. By the way, if you're an audio podcast guy, whether you're watching on YouTube, Go ahead and search The Monty Show on Google. You'll see all of it. Anywhere you get a podcast, iTunes, Google, um, Spotify. Our Spotify audience is really picking up. We appreciate that. Uh, anywhere you get a podcast, just search The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Kelsey Hamer says trade the whole damn team. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Josh Lovren wants to know if Jazz fans still want Dame. Well, now that he's out for the year with surgery, probably not. <laughs> 
Uh, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals and the L.A. Rams. Rams house. Rams. Okay. Um, the Matthew Stafford trade worked out pretty well last night. Yeah. I'm more interested in what's going on with the Cardinals. Now, as you can see, there's not much hope for you left. Drunky the Clown, their general manager, actually had done a pretty good job. But, but, what fell apart last night? Mm-hmm. Humphreys got owned on the uh, at left tackle. You had a guy in verticality, Kyler Murray, little Kyler. <laughs> verticality. <laughs> who just, it was shocking that Kyler Murray was not ready to play on that stage. It's too big of a moment for him, clearly. That, and I think that's probably the best way to yeah, put it. It's too big of a moment. He didn't have that experience yet. And I think that, you know, what What I think the, the, the thing is, the thing that this team's not going to be able to run away from is that you went one and five the last six weeks of the season. You were playing bad football on bad football on bad football. And we told you guys that that was a thing heading into this game. I specifically said, hey, you know, the issue for this Cardinals team right now is not that they can't beat the Rams. It's that the way they're playing the game right now is not good enough. It's not close to good enough, which is why you were 10-2 and two to start the year and you finished 11-6. and six. That's not good enough, dude. And and I think that, that what happened was is they roll, they roll out to L.A., thinking, okay, we're going to have an awesome time. And that Rams defense just came alive. That Rams defense showed up to prove a point. And they absolutely dominated the Cardinals' offensive line, which is why all the turnovers happened for Kyler Murray. And you see what happens. Should the Arizona Cardinals fire Cliff Kingsbury? No. I don't think so either. No. And there's been a lot of calls for that. No. Most people talking about that, I think, don't understand the arc of this football team. Yeah. And I think Cliffy has actually done a good job. I love the hire when they hired him. I think when you have a guy like Cliff Kingsbury, you're going to draft a guy like Verticality, right? Little Kyler fits right into that offense. Mm -hmm. I should stop calling him Little Kyler. Um, He looked a little last night. He did look little. But the question that I have is, can Cliff Kingsbury build a culture and a mentality, which in the NFL, I think it really matters. Like culture and mentality, mental toughness, belief, ownage by players yeah is critical in the nfl in football in general it's such a team sport you need 22 guys on the same page and it's very difficult to get that and when you have understanding that football hurts see buda baker last night (sighs) jesus but when you have that you understand that now you go from needing 22 to probably 52 to really make a roster work Right, that fifty-third guy is kind of interchangeable, but yeah, in the NFL you need big-time buy-in. Can Cliff Kingsbury see that, grow it, and then take this team to the next level? I think he can. Here's my question, though: Do you believe that Kyler Murray is a championship-caliber player? After yesterday, I don't believe that he is, and he's going to now have to do something that very few quarterbacks in the NFL have ever been able to do. Mm. which is get crushed in the playoffs, bounce back, and be a, a, a big-time performer. And I, I just don't know that he's capable of doing that. See, now we view – I view Kyler a little bit differently than that. I look at Kyler and I say, hey, you know, this is somebody who came into the league and was highly scrutinized because of the baseball-football thing, right? Yes. If you think about it, if you go all the way back to the beginning of his career a couple years ago, that was the whole – think about what the Cardinals had to do. If we go back even one step further – you're talking about a guy in Kyler Murray who the Cardinals 
moved way up in the draft to get, cut their current guy who they had just drafted last year to bring you in. So he's already under pressure immediately when he steps on the football field. Okay, there's that. Then, not only only that, then they they brought in first-year head coach and Cliff Kingsbury to partner with that. So the point I'm getting to here and why I think that Kyler is somebody who is capable of being, you know, a championship caliber player is this guy's been playing football through adversity his entire NFL career. He's been spotlighted the entire time. And now, like, he's done really well. There's been improvement every single year. But something happened after the first, you know, what, 12 weeks of the of the season. After that 12th game that they played where they were 10-2, and two, I don't know what happened. But something happened to this football team where they went 1-5 to end the year. And that is not all on Kyler Murray. So, can he be a championship caliber player? Yeah, I do think he can be. Oh, talent-wise, but, it's in there. But, There's no doubt about that. But I think it is easy to say, hey, this was all on Kyler Murray last night. I don't think it was all on Kyler Murray. I think the question about, hey, can Cliff Kingsbury you know, get to a higher level of coaching is a very pertinent one because Kyler Murray getting sacked repeatedly because Humphreys can't hold his own against that Rams defensive line, that's not on Kyler Murray. Who is that actually on? Well, that's on Cliff Kingsbury because yeah, you know tough. you know that Humphreys is going to get beat. And like this week when the Rams go and play the Bucks, I guarantee you Tom Brady will not have that football in his hands much past three seconds the entire game. Yet, what did we see last night? Kyler Murray's holding the football in the end zone and gets sacked. Yeah, I, I think the conversation, the comparison should be Stafford to Kyler Murray because both of them now had struggled. Mm-hmm. And I think Matt Stafford stepped up and played really well last night. And I think Kyler Murray got crushed under that pressure. Yeah. I mean, holding the ball like that in your end zone and then to panic and just throw it like that. Yeah. Leading, That's on him. I mean, you gave away five points. You are coached. I guarantee you Kyler Murray has been coached his entire football career to take the safety in the end zone. You do not panic and just throw the ball. And that's what scares you is mentally Kyler broke down. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. It wasn't a physical thing. Kyler Murray hesitated, held the football, and then mentally fell apart in the end zone. And you just can't have that. And I think the thing that is so frustrating if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan is you got physically whooped. Like, you got your ass kicked. Punishment. That's, yeah, exactly. Punishment, dude. You took punishment in that game. Buda Baker, Kyler Murray. A.J. Green. uh, A.J. Green got rocked. Like, just that entire team. Got physically beat. James Conner got punished repeatedly. The acres that, I mean, you, you look at the Odell Beckham pass. You look at just the way that Cooper Cup, I mean, you Big got B. dominated. You got dominated, yeah. man. And the, the thing is, the Rams didn't even play their best game. They had three dr- really bad drop passes. Some of that pass pro was not great. Yep. And you got embarrassed. But I, I think mean, if you're the Cardinals. Really bad. If you're the Cardinals, this is a horrible day, right? It's never fun to get embarrassed like that. This is not a great day for your organization. But I think the silver lining, the saving grace, is that every year you've improved, including this year. This year was an improvement over yes. last year. Yes, it was. And this year is can be viewed if – I'm, if I'm Steve Keim, I'm not changing anything on this team. I no. like where this team has gone. I think that they got to the postseason with massive expectations for themselves, and they were let down. You lost. You got your ass beat by a better team. 
And that just is going to happen in the sport. But I think, you know, the other thing we're not talking about is that DeAndre Hopkins' injury really crushed this team. DeAndre Hopkins was the guy that Kyler Murray had the best connection with and was was the difference maker for this guy. For I mean, don't let's not forget the Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins the Hail Murray to DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone. What was that last year? Yeah. Like those two have a connection. So I think you had an injury to one of your best players. You weren't ready for the moment. You got out coached. You got outplayed. And it just is what it is. Well, and but I think that the more frustrating part of this, and I think what you have to ask yourself is is Kyler Murray a big-time player in this league? And I, yeah. I don't think you can say yes. I don't know. It's definitely – it's not definitively yes <clears throat> yeah, anymore. I, I, I don't know that this is the guy that now you can hit your wagon to. I, I think the last I, – I, I mean, I could go back to October with some real questionable decision-making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also look at – he's very Luka Doncic in that he pouts when he loses. Yes, he does. And that's really scary when you have a guy that your whole team is built on and he pouts when a bad situation happens or slams his helmet on the bench or, you know, just throws his hands up in the air when somebody drops a pass. That's not leadership. And Mm -hmm. I think much to what you were saying, I think Kyler Murray is finally failing at something. Yes. Athletically in specific, but. The other thing you got to remember is Kyler Murray's not an easy personality. This is a guy that's awkward socially. He does not embrace media. He likes himself a lot. Well, but he comes across as an arrogant guy, and I don't know that he is. I think this is one of those situations where he's just socially awkward, and I – I don't. I get bad vibes off of him. Mm -hmm. You knew right away that Josh Rosen wasn't an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Talent-wise, you just knew. You didn't know that about Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is going to have to prove that he can perform at the highest level in big games. Yeah. That's, well, a, that's the next step. That's a that's, big question. That's mark. the next step in his growth, you know? And I think, you know, there's not a lot of guys. Again, I think we have to give Kyler some credit here. I mean, there's not a lot of quarterbacks who come into the league like he has, and they're able to take their team where he's taken them. I mean, I know that obviously Steve Kime and that front office made a ton of moves and brought in a ton of talent. That's no secret, you know? And, and that allowed Kyler to do some things, but I just think that as a younger quarterback, you're going to hit walls. That's going to happen, but I, but I, I can't, I would be remiss if I didn't say, Hey man, like, like, yes, Kyler made some dumbass decisions last night. The moment was definitely too big for him, but you also can't ignore a crappy offensive line, guys getting injured, guys not making tackles in the, in the secondary of that Cardinal defense. Like there were other mistakes. And that's why I say, I agree with you about Kingsbury. I think we also have to say, hey, was this game too big for Cliff Kingsbury, too? Because this was his first big-time playoff game. And that's a team that should trade for Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. If you want a landing spot, uh, Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson solves a lot that's of problems. That's a ballsy on both. That is, but that solves a lot of problems on both sides. You bring Kyler Murray back to Texas. Um, you bring a guy that has never lost at Cowboy Stadium. Um, yes. Yeah, it, dude. Like, and then Deshaun Watson gets out of Houston and fits into Cliffy's system perfectly, I have no problem with that. None yeah, the whatsoever. only question, obviously, is there's a lot of unknown, it feels like, about Deshaun. Not on the football field, I mean, but, like, with all the off-the-field stuff. I mean, there's really no telling. But but ask yourself this question. Yeah. What is Kyler Murray's upside? His absolute ceiling? Is I think it with Super the right, Bowl I MVP? I think with the right coach, it's Super Bowl MVP. With the right you coach. You do? I don't know. Yes, I do. I don't know that Cliff Kingsbury is that coach. Think about it. Seriously. If we take a real hard look at their game plan last night, 
Why would you put Kyler Murray in his first postseason game ever in his NFL career? Why would you put him in a position where he's got to hold the ball and where he's got to really make a lot of decisions based on what the secondary is doing? Why would you not instead come up with a game plan just like we see? Again, not trying to compare Kyler to TB12 or anything. Why would why would you not do what they do? Yeah. Hey, let's get the ball out of his hands. Let's get some completions. Let's build some momentum. We're on the road here. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, we've got about 10, 15 minutes left. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the internet. Right. How, mo- how long? How important is the internet in your life? Ask yourself this question. Based on this, and we're talking about this because of this volcanic eruption at, uh, uh, near Tonga. Yeah. Which, by the way, today reports now have clarified that situation. Right. By some miracle of some god somewhere, the island of Tonga has avoided a mass casualty event. Somehow, some way, yeah. there is not widespread damage or death or destruction even on the island of Tonga after this after this eruption. So ask yourself this question, Jake. Mm-hmm. How long could you go without internet? Yeah, I mean, I think it wouldn't be it wouldn't be very long. I mean, I think if we look at what happened with that eruption, you know, like he was just saying, they avoided a ton of death. But what did they lose? They lost internet connection because that island is connected to the inter- internet by an underwater um, cable, basically. It's, a, it's kind of a complicated thing, but it's an underwater cable that feeds them internet. And so it begs the question, well, how much do we rely on the internet? Think about it. With your cell phone and, like, look at our, look at our podcast. The podcast is all internet. I mean, you, you're, you're talking about, you know, you, you look at our desk here and you've got, what, we've got four MacBooks and, like, all this stuff that is solely reliant on us pushing out to the internet to youtube to twitter to tiktok to facebook all we ever do now is we're on our phones just looking at material just looking at stuff that we enjoy so how long could i last without the internet i don't know man i mean i think you know part of me is like man like what a shocking difference in life it would be not to have internet i mean what would our world be without internet i don't know man we couldn't earn money yeah we couldn't communicate with the outside world yeah i mean if you think about what the internet facilitates and then you think about what the people of tonga are going through i mean it is it's crazy to think about you know this underground cable if you as you were just saying i mean they get their internet through an underground cable yeah that was damaged in the eruption there is a cable and then there's a backup cable both of them were cut by this eruption and in multiple places they're going to be without fiber optics for probably a month that's crazy it's a long time and they're talking about having limited access to the internet through satellite i i don't know that in the in the modern era i don't think you could you could you could survive i really don't because without internet how are you going to make money? Think about what we do. We, you know, as, as a broadcast operation, we would not have a product. Right. Yeah. You know we what? wouldn't I be mean, able to work from home. We wouldn't be able to, I mean, there's so many things. Eric C makes a great point. Jake would be single without the internet. Well, good thing I have a data plan, right? Yeah. Well, we have our first t-shirt order. We do. By the way, our first t-shirt order is giggity. Wow. He wants a size XL. Okay. Hey, Giggity, thank you for being the first one for our brand new Motsie Show t-shirt. Giggity Giggity is our first customer. Let's go, Giggity. That's exactly right. Um, No internet would mean Montana and Idaho would still be members of the (laughs) Pac-12. That's exactly right. 
Jeremy Bolton says, yep, my wife and I work from home. There is no office to go to anymore. We'd have no income. Yeah. Ask, exactly right. Jake would be married because he wouldn't be able to text break up, Jeremy Bolton says. Well, Good point. You know, that's a great point, you know. They Good point. It. Gabe Ledley says, yeah, at least he wouldn't be able to break up via text. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. Eric C. says, you savage, Gabe. Exactly <laughs> right. Tanner asking, um, uh, says, you guys might have already mentioned it, but how much is the Monty shirt again? 25 bucks. So we're not making much on this shirt at all. We're making like a buck a shirt. Um, but, I mean, and Jake, hold it up again. Yeah, here, I let's mean, hold it up again. <clears throat> by the way, this is a, a high quality. It's actually a it's really actually nice shirt. It's actually a really nice shirt. Yeah, it's, it's a, really nice. And it's not like a normal screen print. Um, it's actually a it, it's it's sticker quality graphic, so it's actually really well done. We paid a little more for it. And what are they? It's called like heat transfer. Yeah, it's or a heat transfer. Yeah. So it's like a sticker. Um, it's great. I mean, the shirt's a high quality shirt. Like I said, you can put that down there. Um, and we have sixteen of them left. Um, yep. they're twenty five bucks. And again, if you it, you know a lot of people asked us for that, we'll keep doing it as long as you guys keep buying them. We'll keep doing yeah. it. Um, and we'll change the we'll change the design and stuff. But they are twenty five dollars. You need to DM me uh, on Twitter, the Monty Show, M O N T Y, the Monty Show, or Instagram, M O N T Y, the Monty Show, on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and we're doing this by Venmo. If you don't have Venmo, we could probably make other arrangements. But Venmo would be best. <coughs> Venmo and it's very would absolutely easy to be set best. up a Venmo. It takes like five minutes. Because uh, Marcus said, "What is uh, what if I don't have Venmo? Do you guys do PayPal?" I mean, we could do PayPal. We would prefer to do Venmo, but hey, it is what we'll it is. We'll figure it out, but we would prefer Venmo if, if possible. Yeah. Um, so DM me and I'll, you know, I can, I can hook you up with that. Um, but they're asking, what is your Venmo name? Uh, who Somebody asked. Jeremy Bolton may have asked. The Monty Show. Yeah, it's the Monty Show. Literally the Monty Show. Yeah. So just go ahead and, um, yeah, hook it up. Venmo. Uh, Venmo style. I'm pulling out the Venmo. The Monty Show underscore at the end of it. Because my actual, you know, the Monty Show yes, underscore. Yes, when you're searching it, it, yeah, the at is the Monty Show underscore. <clears throat> the Monty That's Show correct. underscore yes. is the. Uh, but is you it. can't miss it. It's got our, it's got the T-shirt the logos, the, the profile picture. It's got our banner picture. Like Here we go. I knew this was going to come up. Okay. <clears throat> Fat Jesus said, I want a large. I need a new shirt to wear while I pleasure myself. Well. Cock-a-doodle-doo. You knew that was going to go. Yeah, I mean, we talked about jerseys last week. I mean, it's not a surprise. James Knight says Jake needs to wear one tomorrow. I told you you should have wore that shirt today. Well, you know. I, I done I'm, told I, you. I, I ain't a model, y'all. I ain't a model. James Knight says is shipping included in the price. James, for you, yes, I will include the shipping. Absolutely. Yeah, because James is in Australia, for those of you who don't. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I'll take care of that for you. That's Brad. it, Skippy. Yeah. Uh, no, well, I mean, it's a t-shirt. How many thousands of dollars could it cost? Uh, shirt? yeah, it's going to be, uh, 25 dude, plus 58. Although, when we know. sent Grocock that Xbox, that Facts. was not cheap. Bro, that was, dude, hundreds of dollars to ship for an, an Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. And it took like 10 years to get I really it. don't care if you think it's us. Chris Karn says I've worked from home for 17 years. No internet would suck. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Can't I, I just, I think Can't we're so it. reliant for banking. Think about it. everything we do is on the internet. Yeah. And my wife is a huge blockchain advocate. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I think she was ahead of the curve on that. Like I, I think that things like blockchain, although blockchain wouldn't exist without the internet. Mm -hmm. I'm for real. But we've got to become less reliant on functioning for the internet. Well, that, I mean, we're not going to though. That's the thing. You you won't. 
It won't. Uh, Brylark says, you guys got lucky the smoker was in state. Yeah, it was Chris Karn who yeah. won the smoker. Yeah, well, we hand-delivered <coughs> that one. Yeah, we hand-delivered yeah, that. We paid, we paid with that. We know. were actually really worried that somebody – because we have a lot of listeners in England, Europe, Philippines. Yeah, dude. Uh, that Australia. Been, that that was nervous been life savings, bro. <laughs> that <laughs> was – we were actually looking for distributors in Europe in case somebody over there won. Yeah. That was nervous time, you know. Um, you know, I think th- this internet thing. Hey, what's that? We have our first Jeremy Bolton. Jeremy Bolton he's on, coming he's through. On, he's Jeremy Bolton, first one. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Jeremy. Um, we got you, bro. We'll we'll hook you up. Don't yep. worry. Uh, we really appreciate you guys buying yeah, our shirts seriously. and stuff. I mean, it's it's fun. This show has really become something much larger than we ever thought it would be. So we really appreciate that. Um, anyway, yeah. Speaking of internet, yes. So. I got my COVID result. There are oh. a couple of people asking <coughs> about the COVID results <coughs> as I cough through that. First of all, we got another one. Michael. Michael wow. Ula. Ula. Hey, yeah. Ula? There you go. There Michael you go. Long Michael time. Ula. Thank Appreciate you, bro. you, man. Thank you. Um, I got my COVID result. Okay. And I am negative. <coughs> thankfully. <laughs> I'm telling you, the at-home COVID test is a must. By the way, there's an affiliate link for our for the at-home COVID test in in the description below this podcast, or if you're on YouTube, the coronavirus. The at-home COVID test is you've got to have it because the interesting thing is talking to the people at U Health. They essentially said, you know, with the way testing's going, fail an at-home test and then come get one here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. Well, but, talk about how long it took to get the result, though, because I think this oh, is fascinating. Man. And Mrs. Monty, God bless her soul, um, was really patient with me because I was not very patient at all. <laughs> Last time, yeah, I kept constantly refreshing my phone. Um, you know, I, I Monty, but how long did it, it took? Like three days, didn't it? It took three full days. Three full days in in the first time because this is the second time you've been tested, right? The first time it was eighteen hours. Yeah, it was when super Mrs. Quick. When Mrs. Monty and I got tested a year ago, it yeah, was eighteen. But hours. before I broke up over text. Yeah, before you got infected by the teacher. Right. Um, it was 18 hours. Whatever. Yeah. This time it was a full three days, and it was nerve-wracking. Yeah. And I, the, the anxiety of not knowing, Yeah. it was brutal. Mr. Fucking yeah. vaccination Seriously. genius scientific expert, I mean, you fucking asshole. It was <laughs> so bad. So bad. Uh, and it was so nervous time. Yeah. And and that's why I ordered these at-home tests now, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to wait three days anymore. So what's your game plan for not getting sick? Because I, I think this is an interesting conversation. My game plan essentially is to wear a body condom. Okay, um, okay. Affiliate but, link in the description. <laughs> but I got to tell you, there, there's not. Uh, <laughs> I have to tell you, though, I had the best night of sleep I've had in some time last night. Right. And my wife has been battling this bronchitis sinus infection thing. Right. And I think we're giving it back and forth to each other. Mm. But I woke up this morning not coughing, not congested. And it's because we have this like adjustable bed. Oh, okay. This yeah. base that's zero adjustable. G. I started in zero G. My wife lowered our feet. And then we slept with the back of the bed raised. Why? Because M- Mrs. Monty has been dealing with this. When you lay flat on your back, it just drains everything into your throat and in your lungs. And I see. Okay. So okay. she slept with the back of the bed elevated. Right. Yep. yep. I slept great. She put it down at 140. Yep. I slept even better. <laughs> okay. Like I went to, I, I, and then like 430 came and the alarm exploded in my face and yeah. okay, that came out wrong. 
But anyway, the point, uh, <laughs> the point is the alarm went off at 4.30 and I woke up feeling great. No coughing, no nothing. I wasn't all dried <laughs> out. Like I wasn't feeling sick the way I usually had been. Good. And my cough is way better today. So you're taking, you're taking, you do the vitamin C powder. I do on the, Dayquil. the emergency powder, which is in the affiliate yeah. link description below. Uh-huh. Um, I take all my vitamins. I've been, the thing that's really knocked it out, Dayquil and NyQuil. I'm taking that I'm taking Dayquil three, four times a day, every four hours. And then we bought NyQuil at Costco the other day. Right. It it's totally different than what you get at the drugstore. How do you mean? It's green and it's like water. It's not thick at all. And it tastes just like Listerine. I think that's HIPAA. It is an ass whooping. (laughs) But dude, it, no. it, it's only okay, bad for like five seconds. Okay, what do you chase your seconds. NyQuil with? I don't because Why, you, you're dude? not supposed to chase NyQuil. Um, well, <laughs> How many times to. do I have to tell you this? Get out of here with that. Yeah, I mean, get out of here dude. with that. Like, what? You are not supposed well, to chase I do. NyQuil. I do. I don't know what to tell you. I do. You ruin the effect of it. Well, apparently not because <clears> I always <throat> pass out. Okay. Yeah, okay. You know. Um. James Knight says our roadside COVID testing stations are overwhelmed down here and the government can't get their hands on enough rapid test kits. Yeah. I'm telling you, we all need, we all need to get those at home tests. Yes. I mean, it's vital Order them. And that's what now essentially you health here in Utah, pretty much everybody is saying, get out, get at home tests. If you think you, if you think there's a chance you have COVID take the at home test. If you fail the at home test and you have symptoms, yeah. Then go and get a COVID test. It's basically provider. the first line of of checking in on if you have it or yes, not. You know, it's absolutely. Not, it's not meant to be, you know, a hundred percent, no doubt about it results. But I, it's it's supposed to give you an idea. <laughs> Eric Devera says, Monty, if you still have a cough, do what we Filipinos do. <clears throat> Vicks Vapor Rub is the answer to everything from cold, fever, allergy, muscle pain, burns, and even broken bones. <clears throat> I love it. I do this. Co- the cough is so frustrating. <clears throat> <clears throat> <coughs> when you have just <laughs> when you just have this little cough and you know you're trying to talk on the phone and you're like so <coughs> uh, it's the worst it is the worst greg hawkins says my filipina girlfriend is obsessed with vix it's gross she'll rub it all over my back and everywhere wow wow greg? bro bro and just kind of scruff it and play with it when it's wet yeah do not <laughs> Hopefully not. I think Mrs. Monty said hopefully not everywhere. You know, Mrs. Monty, are you feeling better today or like you're over there not saying much besides coughing in the background? I felt great when I woke woke up. And then as soon as I start talking, everything like I'm coughing now. I think I have to clear it out in the morning. But yeah, I'm hoping that it's not Vicks like everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, don't rub Vicks everywhere because your schwanz is not... mm. You know, Monty, I paid you on Venmo. Is that okay? Sure it is. Yes. Uh, Fat Jesus says Monty has a hairball. Could be. Could be just. Didn't somebody last week say I had a pube in my throat or something? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say it. For F's sakes, Monty, have a swig of your water, LOL. (coughs) You know, Greg Hawkins just winked at you, Mrs. Monty. (laughs) Chris Carn says Vicks everywhere. That's dangerous. Just the, so you can go to pound town. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, now that guy says the pube is back. There you go. <laughs> That's what I do, too. I just rub it all over my husband. He loves it. It's a culture thing, um, Eric DeVera says. Okay. 
Well, hey, you know, I mean, you know, rubbing it all over your significant other sounds uh, great. Yeah. Does the shirt hippo? does the shirt come with a Caruso headband that smells like weed? Wow. There's your Caruso bomb. <coughs> uh, by the way, the Bulls need Zach Levine. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yes. Uh, so get your at-home COVID tests again. I think it's the only way to to stay. Like, how? So, what's your? How did you enjoy sleeping with the head raised thing? It was good. It was really good. Um, I noticed after I got up uh, to go to the bathroom that you then wanted to turn on your side. So I was like, okay, time to lower it. You know, if I leave it up and you turn on your side, that's like backache time. I sleep on my left side all the yes. time, like all the time. Left side's where it's at. Yeah, dude. The, for us pitchers and baseball players, left you don't sleep on your at, throwing dude. arm. Uh, but I, I sleep on my left side. I was actually sleeping fine. Um, you lowered the bed. I, you know, like it's weird. You know, you, you want I'm a freak show at night. Um, like if I, if I have to charge my Apple watch during the middle of the night, like I'm constantly checking to see if it's recharged. Um, so when you put the bed down, I grab my watch and put it on. I can't. I'm a a weirdo. I am a weirdo about it. Uh, I'm a weirdo about it. Like I have to, I, I, I didn't. Obsess much? I, I do. Okay. I do. By the way, um, like, does it turn you on to see my big 105-pound muscles that bench? I want it. Your muscles are 105 pounds. Britain. Do you even lift? What? Anyway, uh, we went to the gym yesterday, and I benched 105-pound dumbbells. What do you bench? That is impressive. 225 on a barbell, and I could have done more. Uh, Jake, we need the what an idiot drop from Jeremy Bolton. Okay, hang on. Let me you know. let me go dig in here. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I think it's pretty impressive that, you know, at 76 years old, I can still bench 105-pound dumbbells. Yeah, do you dumbbells. have your AARP card yet? Um, I, I'm okay. actually eligible at 40, and I'm going to be 49. So I'm actually what eligible. What an idiot! It's a yeah. racket. AARP is a racket, but my wife is unimpressed with working out. Like, Mrs. Monty, you just don't like. There's you know. okay. Quick conversation. Where are where is everyone at it about working out while you're not feeling great? Is working out while you're not feeling great the right thing or the wrong thing? The, I it, I have. It to. depends on the person, but I I do think like sometimes it is. But like Saturday, we went snowboarding, and I was low energy. All day, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that. I mean, besides, yeah, but then Sunday, conditions. Sunday, we wake up, go to the gym, work out, come home, move furniture all fucking day, and you're like ready <laughs> to run through a wall. I was exhausted though, and then we ate, and then I felt better. But like, then I knew like Monday I had to just relax. Yeah, what's on your nightstand, Monty? Um, a lamp, cough drops. My Apple Watch charger, my my, <laughs> my iPhone charger. Is that odd that that's what's on? What's my, in the drawer? You know, what's in the Junk. drawer? <laughs> Junk. Nothing. Yeah, he doesn't have anything exciting. My massage guns on my mm-hmm. my bed stand. But anyway, I, I'm a big believer that you need to go and sweat out whatever death is inside of you. Okay. And I, Britt, that's Mrs. Monty. That's just not the way you roll. That is not your thing. It you... depends. Like, it does depend. If I can't get enough oxygen, it just gets more exhausting. Yeah. But if I'm if I'm able to breathe enough, then yeah. But you also are not a big weightlifter. This is the other thing that is. Women in weightlifting is such a stigma. You, you, my wife, Mrs. Monty, you are way stronger than you will ever even try to lift. You just will not. You just won't do it. You don't like. I, I firmly believe you don't like strength training. 
I don't mind strength training, Here but you guys do like weird stuff. Like you never ever do like the same. You're constantly changing it. Like, well, but we were, I lift like five days a week. So I can't do the same thing for weeks on end at a time. When I do chest twice a week, back twice a week, arms twice a week, like <laughs> that only, you're only going to get results from that for probably, you know, two, three weeks at a time. So I try to change my routine. Like I don't bench every Monday and chest back every Tuesday. Like we try to change that up. Why do Put you- Put your lazy ass in the gym. Yeah. Why do you not like that? But you don't do like anything that's like- <clears throat> You always have like a, a different variation of whatever the fuck you're doing. You're like, here, take this cable and hold it like under your, put it under your leg and then pull it this way. I'm going like, to do that. You know, yeah, or here, that? take, take this cable and like, it's like something that's super <laughs> awkward. That's going to like dislocate my shoulder. Cables. You, you're, and Mrs. Monty's referring to chest work with cable, cable flies. You have to change that up. Jeremy Bolton, Eric DeVera said what now? We have a solution. The, okay, the Vicks vapor, vapor Rub stuff is getting okay. out of control in the comments, okay. man. Don't, if you women don't put the Vicks Vapor. Anyway, the point is, right. the cable stuff at the gym is really important. And using different angles when you're working chest, high, middle, low, you know, straight. We have another t-shirt, Bryce Larkin. Thank hey, you. Hey, there we go, Bryce. Appreciate that. Um, I'm telling you, just have to be able to 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 change things up if i wasn't seeing gains or results then i would be like yeah i'm an idiot but i actually feel like i'm i'm seeing pretty good results. what an idiot so what if your girlfriend doesn't lift either she does she just you know i so <clears throat> you know we went to the gym and did you know what was supposed to be a back workout but i think the big difference is like volume of like reps and stuff you know like you're you're a guy who is like high intensity like you know, really has to pump out reps and sets and everything, you know? I, mean, I like think, to get after it. Yeah, and I, I think, really that like that's, I think that's a different style than what a lot of people like to do. I think a lot of people, not that it's a bad thing, I think it's just different. Like, like When you work out the way we work out and then you go and work out with somebody else, it does feel like everybody else works out slowly or not as intensely. And, as and I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying that it's it's definitely an adjustment, you know, and, and you know. So it just is what it is. I don't Giggity know. says, when you work out while you're sick, your immune system is overwhelmed. Oh, there I don't go. know. I don't know if that's true or not. Chris Karn says, don't joke about that ish. I turn 50 tomorrow. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, the chest is made up of two different muscles, upper and lower chest. Hitting the different angles helps mu muscle growth as long as you're consistent. <laughs> Greg. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> Got that upper Yay. peg, lower uh, peg. Greg, My wife just dude. does not care. <laughs> Like I'm actually, I, I actually Here's really enjoy like, it I, though. If I was going to go, like if I wanted to be a bodybuilder, if I wanted to like be shredded and like, you know, go compete. Sure. I need to pay attention if I'm working three different angles of my chest, bro. I just want to build some muscle and, you know, get my life going. Yeah. Yeah. I, hey man, See, I, I'm I not judging you. That's cool. I, I'm, I, it's not like I'm mad at you or anything. I'm just saying I, I, I've really gotten into it. I've gotten into that stupid athlete X account mm -hmm. has gotten me into the science of, and the hows and whys you do certain things. This is the risk of the internet though. Cause I think you have like a thousand voices coming at you. No, I only listen. All different. Oh, well then at least there's 50. 
No, I only listen to like two. There's only two or three fitness accounts that I really follow for like instruction. And like everybody is just like all over the map. Do this. If you want to lose weight, do this, do this, do this, do this. Y'all feel me? Do this. Do this. No, no, saying. And then like, you know, and then there's eight other people who are like, don't do that. I'm going to do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And you're like, what? I follow two Way nutritional too many people. voices. I follow two nutritionists pretty who, closely. Who are they? Who are they? I don't know her name. Oh, okay. I good. don't know their okay. they're social media people, man. Yeah. I don't know their names. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I follow I follow Athlete X. Which he's legit. I mean, I think yeah. it's fair to say that Athlete He's X one of the leading yeah. trainers in the yeah. world. Yeah. Um and I follow David Alexander, mm. who is who is clearly Yeah. Him and then a little bit, like I'll listen to Steve Cook a little bit, but he's just so off the reservation with Steve non- Cook is more of like a marketing lifter. Yeah. He just likes to make his money and Yeah. You know, so like- but other than that, I don't really follow I don't really take advice I don't take advice from anybody. I, I essentially only get my advice from Athlean X and David Alexander. Yeah. Um but nutritionally, I, like that's been the biggest win for me. Mm-hmm. Like understanding, standing nutrition is the the biggest thing. Yeah. But you're, Mrs. Monty, you're right. I mean, there's wackos everywhere. If you follow a hundred fitness people, you will never make gains. You will yeah. never see progress because so many people think but they I know everything. That's the other thing too, though. I think you know to see gains while you're lifting, you have to lift consistently. You know, it's it's really hard. Like, and this is something that we that I you know battled over the holidays. Like, you know, if you lift like you know, let's say like once a week or something, you know, like if you're just lifting here and there, it gets really difficult to, you know, to see the, you know, workout over workout gain, you know, like you do chest on Monday and then you roll back on like Saturday and do it again. Okay. Then you can start to see some improvement, you know, but I think if, if there's too long between it gets, it gets difficult. So I think it definitely is one of those things where you have to be, you know, consistent with it. It's gotta be, I agree. It's gotta be a lifestyle. Yeah. Anyway, we got to go. Yeah, we get it. Okay. The so BS is sure. only hard to spot if you don't know what you're doing. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, we ready for a daily sex ed talk yet? Giggity wants to know. Well, today is cleavage and how to leverage it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you might want to be on time. For I want to make sure yes. that we say thank you to Jeremy Bolton. Michael Ula. How do you say his last name? I think it's Ula. Ula. U-L-O-A. Michael. Yeah. Michael Ula and Bryce Larkin. Those thank are our you. first three orders. Thank you. Now... Do we have DMs? We do have DMs. Giggity says, uh, love love the shirt XL, please. All right, going to Venmo you some cheddar cheese. Need a size medium. Going to have to go XL. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Okay. We'll figure that out. Um, And then I got two as well. Gabe Ledley sent me a shirt. Tanner Plummer sent me money on it. Okay. So, you know. Oh, he sent it to your Venmo. He sent it to my Venmo. Oh, it's fine. Okay. We'll, we'll work yeah, it we'll out. work it out. Okay. So shirts so are four. going. Shirts are going fast. Well, if you have two, how many you got? I over have there? three. I have two. So we got five. So we've sold five shirts. Mm-hmm. So get so on we've board. Got like uh, 12, twelve left. left. We've got twelve left. Mm-hmm. So get on board, uh, Mrs. Monty. You are the voice of reason. Eric says we have to take care of our husbands. Don't get her started. Only XL guys, 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 guys. No, we have two X. Yeah, we have two X. We and just XL. don't have medium. Yeah, we don't we, have we, small. We played it safe for the first drop. Yeah, but anyway, here yeah, there. we're good. Yes, Mrs. Monty, you have the last word today. Anything you want to add? <laughs> yeah, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> hey, fatty, get in the gym. Well, I just thought if it was cleavage and how you can leverage it, like, is there like a like a demonstration? No, you need some Vicks vapor rub for that. Um, <laughs> see what I did? Like, but you don't. It's tough. Anyway, uh, make sure you uh, hit, give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Please subscribe to our channel. Again, uh, for the merch drop, 
It is the Monty Show t-shirt. One more look before we get out of here with Jake. Uh, it's 25 bucks. DM me on Twitter or Instagram or find us on Venmo, the Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, the Monty Show. Affiliate links. Affiliate links below, including our at-home COVID test. We prefer until tomorrow. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.